It is the Hake Report. I am James Hake. It's Friday, February 21st, 2020, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time here in Los Angeles. Hour four of Jesse Lee Peterson's stream. Thank you, Jesse, on YouTube, dlive.tv slash Jesse Lee Peterson. Periscope and Mixer. Thank you, guys. And, of course, on jlptalk.com, the live audio stream going, talk stream live, guys. A few announcements before I get to my guest. I have a guest for you guys. This is going to be awesome. Trump rally t- today in Las Vegas, noon today, Pacific time. And the fallen state is out today. Jesse Lee Peterson's interview with a pan-African expert, Stacy Mitchell. She black. And of course, church with Jesse Lee Peterson on Sunday, 11 a.m. Pacific time here from Los Angeles. Figure it out wherever you are in the rest of the world. After my show on my channel on, at 9 a.m. Sunday, the Hague Report. All right, guys. So, as you all know, Jesse Lee Peterson always says what's happening in South Africa is coming to America. And he's, he's right about that. He has a whole playlist on that in his Jesse Lee Peterson channel, which is currently up on YouTube. We'll see what happens with YouTube. Rapes, tortures, robberies, murders, stealing of land by the government. Um, destruction, just general destruction of society. There is just this self-destructive thing happening, and it's also other destructive. Attacks on whites, like crazy. Attacks on one another, the blacks are attacking one another. Jesse Lee Peterson has interviewed Americans who've been to South Africa, Lauren Southern, who made the Farmlands documentary, Tim Mostert twice, who's doesn't talk a lot about the um, attacks on the whites. He's over there. But he talks about just what's going on. AIDS all over the place, um, out of wedlock births, um, orphans, everything. And he's, Jesse Lee Peterson has interviewed South African Boers, B-O-E-R-S. Those are the natives, the white natives. Willem Petzer, nephew of a farm murder victim. I think his family's been attacked. He's personally been attacked twice. Um, he's in, Jesse's interviewed him twice. And Dan Barnard. D-A-A-N, Barnard, who was attacked as a boy, and I think his family has been attacked, and just all kinds of crazy stuff. Callers into our show, Jacques, Dan's brother, Dwayne, he said that viewers would be sick if they heard the detail of the atrocities that's been happening. So my guest with me today is Jason Bartlett. Bartlett. Um, on Twitter, at Buffalo Bartlett. Uh, he's a South African boer. White native, currently, I think, live based in Texas. He's walking from Austin, Texas, to Washington, D.C., to the White House, hopefully, right? Um, January, he started January 1st, and it's, what, it's the 21st of February. Last week, he was halfway there, so I don't know where he is now. But um, his website, BoerExtinction.org, B-O-E-R, Extinction, all one word dot o-r-g 
Um, Bartlett's appeared on One America News Network and uh, Newsmax TV. So thankfully, some of the some of the bigger media um, on TV places have been having him on, and that's good too. It's good to know. Um, Jason, welcome to the show. Appreciate you coming on. Well, thank you very much for having me. It's awesome to you know share a fellowship with people that actually care and um, and know that what they are doing is directly affecting them and what's happening in South Africa is affecting you and everyone. Yeah. You know, um, and everybody watching, if you're watching live, listening live, you can call in too if you want have any question or comment for Jason. 888-775-3773. 888-775-3773. So, um, Jason, do I call you Jason or Buffalo? <laughs> <laughs> no, you can call me Jason. That's fine. Uh, the Buffalo Bartlett is just, it's a, it's a nice analogy for our people. We are tough people. We don't have a, a mock charge and we just, we're strong people and we're going through and we are hunted on a daily basis in, in South Africa. So Jason is fine. <laughs> right on. What, when did you move to Texas? Uh, I uh, moved to Texas uh, at the end of August in 2018, and we seeked asylum in February, um, and uh, we are quite far far in the process already, and the, the Lord laid on my heart that I need to do obviously do something quite drastic, and I just obediently listened, and I lifted my hands to him. I said, Father, I will do this. You just lead me, lead me to where I must be, and he's opened doors, including this very door that he's opened right now with you. So he, So you came as a basically as a refugee to America. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Without doxing anyone, and you don't have to answer this, do you, have, do you still have family over there? Yes, I do have family over in South Africa. I've um, actually done everything by the book, the legal way, the expensive way, right. the difficult way, but I've respected the, the United States as I think everybody should. I didn't come over the border illegally. I came at a port of entry and um, I seek asylum and I've followed the laws. I've attended all my meetings. I've gone for my fingerprints and I've done the stuff professionally because everybody's been welcoming as long as you do it professionally and correctly and ethically. You said that, um, Texas, the, the part of Texas, I think you're in, based in Austin, I don't know, um, is most like where you're from in South Africa. Explain that. So where I actually come from, we uh, call it the Texas of South Africa. It's big cattle farming country, and um, it's just the landscape is very much similar. It's a harsh climate, very, very hot climate, especially right now. And then the same type of people, the Texans are nice, warm people, open. Uh, everything's bigger in Texas and the same way as in Africa. Is, you know, just it's a unique experience. Nice. Um you know, I'm concerned in America because we are losing t even Texas. Texas has been known to be like very conservative, but um, with the increase of young people, young brainwashed people into socialism, communism, anti-white brainwashing, anti-men brainwashing, and yeah. the the in influx of immigrants who are, you know, basically they come from socialist countries and then they elect anti-white, anti-Christian socialists here in this country. Um, I'm concerned that we're losing Texas and America just like what happened with you guys, although you guys have always been a minority in South Africa, seemingly, or at least for 100 years or more. Anything to say about that? 
you know, it's, it is very, very scary because I've, uh, the very first time I came to Texas was in 2006 um, as I was uh, starting to work uh, on a farm. And um, the difference I've seen between 2006 and 2018, 19 and 20 is so drastic. It is actually appalling because um, I'm not, uh, I live about an hour north of Dallas. And when I decided to start to walk from Austin Capitol, uh, the Texas State Capitol building, you would imagine that Texas would be warm and welcoming. Man, the Antifa threatened me in uh, Austin. People threw Coke cans at me. I had to dive out of the road on the first day. Um, It was pretty, pretty appalling. Um, what happened over there as well, because uh, it's just it's shocking that that can actually be Texas. I mean, where did that come from? And um, the, the, it's an agenda that you say they've been brainwashed. They've been indoctrinated, not educated. Yeah. Um, have you you're you're walking to D.C. Have you contacted the White House? Have you t- contacted Tucker Carlson? Are you going to have you go for it? I have reached out to the Trump administration. Um, we've got some responses from some Congress people, some senators, um, but we will be pushing that uh, in the next couple of days as well to get more coverage um, because they, they are very aware what's happening. Tucker Carlson actually um, is in, has just recently interviewed a, a gentleman named Ernest Roots, which yeah. is the, uh, the biggest civil rights organization, AfriForum, in the entire continent of Africa, um, uh, just backing up each and every single thing that I am doing uh, uh, against uh, raising and raising awareness for the farm murders, and not only farm murders, the murders in overall in South Africa against my minority population, the Boer and the white people. And when you say civil rights organization, referring to Afro, Afriforum, you're referring to like actual rights, not this fake social justice so-called civil rights that's been pushed in America for the last however many decades. Yes, I'm talking about civil rights to actually breathe air in your lungs and live peacefully and own a piece of land and work that land and live in harmony and not live threatened to be killed, not the type of social... Um, not the type of civil rights where Elizabeth Warren stands up and says everybody deserves free health care. It's a human right. And Bernie Sanders says everything should be free. It's not that fake agenda. It's actual real, just the right to be alive, actually. Nice. You know what? I have a caller for you before I, before I talk more with you about, because I have some questions about how, to, how people support you and the people who do support you here in America and the attack on on the people who support you, including the president. Um, but first, let me get to a caller out of Pasadena, California. Robert, first time caller out of Pasadena, California. Robert, are you there? Yes, I'm there. Go Hi, James. Hey. Oh, well, um, I want to ask your guest, because I was watching some things on South Africa, and I had heard that, I don't know if this is true, but I wanted to ask, that the Boers, the, the Danish people, had got to South Africa, and they had settled the land. But then, um, whether it was the Zulus or whoever, later on, they came down from the north, and they kind of took over. I was wondering if that was true. Yeah, so the Boer, pe- 
the Boer people arrived in Africa in 1652, the Afrikaner from, not the Afrikaner originally because they, the language still developed, but they came from the places called Netherlands, um, where Jan van Riebeck found the country, and um, they established it. And now these, uh, the black people that these very, the Dingans and the Zulus that were very, um, very ferocious and very hateful people and, and that generation is still alive as you can see they're very very hateful yeah so it, it, it right. is true they the the white uh, minority arrived there in 1652 they found uh, africa the way and the khoisan uh, who are the original people like the native indians in america the khoisan uh -huh. is what you call them and um, those khoisan are actually experiencing huge xenophobic attacks as well from the the blacks because that's the people like dengan um murdered one of my family members now long, long, long ago, his name was Petra Tiff, but they, you know, mm -hmm. they were trying to sign a peace treaty with them, welcomed them in and then butchered and tortured them exactly the same way as they oh. still do today. Wow. Anything else, That's Robert? That's sad, man. Um, uh, not right now. All right. I appreciate but, uh, it. But thank you. Yeah. Have a nice day, James. All right. You as well. You know, that's what I've heard is that these, uh, the blacks that are attacking you guys and taking over the government, the black, they're basically communists, they are communists, that they're not even the native people, they don't have the right to that land, and you guys were there first, and you peacefully made deals with some of the, some of the actual natives, and then sometimes there were, uh, sometimes there were little conflicts here and there, but you rightfully had the land. I see it as a mischaracterization of history, that just like what has gone on in America, they they accuse us of genocide and being being built on slavery and genocide when it's not even close to the truth. Yeah, it's exactly. It's nowhere near the truth. And and then they say the world is built built on slavery. It's like okay, cool. <laughs> then show me one African country that's a success by itself. It's yeah. it's just come on. If you want to talk facts, then you must be talking facts. But they also come along and they change the history. They don't teach the history. For example, the history I learned at school is 110% different compared to the the history that they force upon the children in school in South Africa today. And the schooling system is an absolute joke and it's pathetic and it's crumbled and our country is in a crisis and now they want to expropriate land without compensation because they've stolen all the money because socialism doesn't work. It just collapses a country, especially if you mingle it with communism and socialism. They go hand in hand. So the media here and the mainstream, you know, the academics, the politicians, just the general mainstream lies and covers up for black and Hispanic disproportionate crime the anti-white hatred, they're part of, the, you know, the media takes part in the anti-white hatred. They're brainwashed themselves, most of them. Um, I'm not surprised that they lie and downplay what's going on over there. When Trump tweeted, Trump tweeted um, back in 2018 that he directed Secretary of State Mike Pompeo to closely monitor and look at what's going on in South Africa with the farm murders and land expropriation without compensation. I know that Secretary of State Pompeo spoke just the other day in Africa saying that land expropriation without compensation would be disastrous for South Africa. But the media is, a, you know, are here in America, they're against you guys and they're they're pretending that um, that it's overblown, that it's a white supremacist or white nationalist um, conspiracy theory and all that stuff. And how do you come? How are you combating that? 
the way I'm combating that is you can see the, the hatred for the farmer and a distinctive uh, race. It all boils down to Christianity. They hate Christians because they're the antichrist and they stand up against us. There's nothing, uh, you know, Solomon said in the book of Proverbs that there's nothing new under the sun. So we look for answers in the Bible. So we have to fight them the way that we only know how, and that's by the word of God. And um, uh, the way that they're portraying it, and you can see it starting to slowly happen in in uh, America as well. It's a slow hatred that boils. Like our president said that we are going to boil the white people in a pot, but we'll boil them slowly like a frog. Yeah. So the frog doesn't know it's getting hot, and then eventually it'll jump. It won't jump out, and it won't do anything drastic. It'll just be boiled alive. Our president said that, and people standing up against me should feel such an utter amount of shame because what I'm standing up is for life. I'm standing up for someone that is being murdered and tortured and brutally tortured. I mean, there was 553 attacks, uh, farm attacks in 2019 and 57 murders. And that is raising the bar because in 2018, there was uh, 433 and only 54 murders. Now, these are drastic numbers if you realize that people wake up and they have to call all their farm neighbors to see if they're just alive on a daily basis. I mean, that's, it doesn't work that way. And the agenda that they, you can see this happening in America. They In South Africa, they pulled down monuments. Uh, they changed history. They took God out of everything. And the, the same here in America, they're pulling down all these artworks in universities. Bloomberg coming on talking about, um, you know, how they hate farmers, how they're not for farmers. It's just, it's, it's, a, ever, it's a rolling circle. And South Africa is just 30, 35 years ahead of America. And it's not a threat. It's what is happening. It's going to happen in America as well if we don't stop it and stand up against this evil. I heard that the church over there, I think it might have been Willem Petzer, who's over there in South Africa, I think, said that the church over there, the white church, is weak. Like they are, have turned liberal, not for actual love, just this feel-good, nice... Um, female-minded, like, basically social justice church is, like, not a real Christian church anymore. Is that the case? Well, I've seen a lot of churches like that. Now, my dad is actually a pastor um, in a beautiful farming community of about 400 people. So I was raised by the book. I was raised very wisely. And uh, that's a lot where my wisdom comes from, is from my father and my dad, my earthly dad, of course. Um, and he, he sticks to his guns, but uh, um, of course, people from the church have actually said to him, if you don't do these certain things, we're taking your ordainment away. And he just blatantly refused to do it. And luckily, the protection of God was over him because um, he still kept his ordainment. And, but he still would have carried on preaching the word of God because they've gone so far because they, um, the, the bishop of South Africa says he believes in, uh, that Jesus Christ died on the cross, but he also believes that he's allowed to worship his ancestors. So, you know, you, 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 you're looking at a different culture, a different view of life, a different aspect that we need to grasp and understand, but you can't understand it if you don't have any discernment. You know, you said in another interview, I think, that um, the government is really looking the other way in terms of these, uh, these farm murders, these farm attacks, and just the general attack on the native whites over there, partly because and you can correct me if I'm misquoting you, because it leaves the, that land open for government to seize the land, which is what they've been wanting to do anyways. Is that true? 
that's very true because let me explain to you how it works in their uh, forgive me for saying this but for their perfect murderous mindset okay so the government keeps quiet because if they I, I personally believe the government is sending these people out or at least supporting them in a certain kind of way. Um, I, there's a lot of proof of this, and I thoroughly believe this, because why would not a single person report it? And since 2007, they no longer report on these. It's now done by AfriForum and other local uh, investigators. Hmm. They go, and what they normally do is they normally uh, strip the children naked, and then they strip the mother naked, and they rape the mother in front of the husband as well as the children. And if they don't kill her, they will put her aside, they beat her up, and then they'll take the one-month or two-month or two-year or 12-year-old child, they will severely beat them, and eight people or 10 people or 20 people will rape them either to death. And this is not 100 years ago. This is this year, last year, 2018, and so forth and so forth. And they'll make the husband watch after they take, for example, a drill and drill him through his knees and drill him through his shoulders, and um, they will shoot him point blank at the end of the day, trying to leave the wife alive. So she feels so intimidated to be on that farm that she either sells it or just wants to get completely away from that farm so that they can make it easier to grab that farm and live on that farm and deteriorate the country. You know, the stuff that they're doing today, both here and over there, is worse than, you know, people, I always hear people say, oh, what goes around comes around. I hear blacks say it, I hear liberals, leftists say it, that they're getting what, that you reap what you sow, and the whites today are getting what the whites did to the blacks back then. I don't believe that. I think that they're do, they're, they've been fed this propaganda, this lie about history, and they're just using it as an excuse to be pure evil. Yes. No, they are. They um, Well, especially if the liberals shouting out, you know, you reap what you sow. First of all, they mustn't come and try preach a Bible that they know nothing about. It's yeah. time that the Christians stand up and say, hey, don't come and try and manipulate me with the word of God. I know the word of God better than you do. So get lost behind me, you know, tell Satan to get behind you. And another thing is they, they come along with... Um, you know, you reap what you sow. It's like, okay, well, then in 50 years, what's going to happen to you when you reap what exactly. you've sowed now? You, you know, know, so you, you need you need to look at the ball twice, yes. To be honest, like those, the blacks over there, they're suffering too. The murder rate is huge. The black-on-black crime is way out of control. And they're also yep. killing whites. They're targeting whites. It's, it's wild. Um, some, of, yeah. some of you guys, your most vocal supporters over here in this country and around the world, to be honest, are are pro-white, or at least they're not anti-white, right? Um, all of them are called hateful, from Jesse Lee Peterson to, you know, the the white nationalist or whatever. Some of them, some of these guys have grown angry and hateful, bitter, just like the ones who are accusing them, right? Um, and yeah. so that undermines that undermines their support of you guys because once they see once pe people see that anger in them they say oh look these are just angry hateful white radicals who are supporting the south africans we don't need to support south africa it's just a white supremacist talking point though i do notice that those who would be sympathetic to you are nice either nice christians which means they're too nice and they're fake they're just not strong angry whites who are too angry 
and normal, busy, fair-minded people who are too busy with work or they're too attached to their job. They don't want the backlash from the politically correct, hateful media and SJWs. Do you have any advice for people to overcome that being nice, being angry, being too busy, too afraid, and how to unite? You know, it's that's a very, very good question. It's sometimes difficult to answer that, but you just sincerely need to look at yourself in the mirror and say, why am I guilty? For example, myself, I'm 33 years old. I was born in 1987. I had nothing to do with the old regime in South Africa. I have harmed nobody. I have insulted nobody. I have worked hard my whole life. And I'm in a situation where I have to walk 1,557 miles just to have a little bit of a voice and a little bit of a sense of freedom in a country that I do not even call home yet because my home is busy burning down and I'm hated there. So it is really time to start, stop feeling guilty because that's what they've manipulated us with. That's what they've indoctrinated us with. You've got nothing to feel guilty about. You should be proud of who you are. I, I've invited the black people. I've invited uh, Indian people. I've invited uh, Spanish people, anybody around the world to support me and unite on one thing that we have in common is our faith and our spiritual relationship with God. Because if you do not unite on those grounds, you are going to deteriorate and you're going to fall away. America was built um, on Christian principles. And that's why it is being attacked. The very constitution is being attacked. And that's why I'm also doing this walk is for the freedom of Americans and the freedom of American Christians, because you are under attack and you might not see it right now. But I know where it leads because I've come from a country who has suffered under socialism because and and communism because they they generate the racism they stand up and they sing one american one bullet i don't know if you saw that when they threatened to bomb the u.s embassy in south africa and they stand up and sing one american one bullet one farmer one bullet one settler one bullet which means one white person one one bullet they call for the murder they incite the racism and the violence on the people it's not us so we don't have to be ashamed and we need to start standing up for who we are and what we are and saying no this is false this is lies you are indoctrinating us and lying to to the world you know i have some calls for you if you have a few mi more minutes to go we're coming up to the yes, bottom of the please. hour let me get to let me get to brian out of florida brian thanks for calling what's up hey, i wanted to ask uh your guest if he's heard of colin flaherty have you heard of colin flaherty F-L-A-H-E-R-T-Y, Colin Flaherty. Oh, my friend, it's ringing a bell, but you've caught me off guard there. I don't remember the name right now. If you could explain, elaborate on that a little bit. He's. He, well, go ahead and explain it, Brian. Go for it. <clears throat> uh, he has interviewed Jesse a few times, but what he does is he uh, exposes and documents um, racial crime and uh, the denial of it here in America. Yeah. Yeah, okay. he he's a journalist. He he's been um on the Jesse Lee Peterson show whose stream that we're on right now multiple times over the years and he documents black mob violence here in America, black on white crime, yes. black on handicap crime, black on Asian crime, black on old people crime and he has no ill will towards blacks. He just started seeing this and seeing the hole and the denial and the deceit 
and the delusion of the media that is lying and covering up for them. And in actual in actuality, he's covering up against the media is covering up against the blacks as well as the whites because if you don't hold people to what's right, then they're only going to get worse, and it's bad for them, and as well as bad for the country. I'll definitely, Absolutely. after this, I'll go and research that. Definitely, I'm going to look into that because the the black-on-black -black crime in South Africa is also atrocious. They take tires and fill them with fuel and burn them alive in front of children. Mm -hmm. They burnt a woman and a child about three, four days ago alive, and they have it on camera. They still film it. The police rape the people. And uh, sorry to say, it's, it's not white on black. It's black on white, and um, it's atrocious. And I feel sorry for many of the black people in South Africa as well. They also need help you know are are any of them i know that there are some i imagine there are some blacks that support you that support what's right have you seen any wake up though that were on the side of the communists the anti-whites that have realized that they were wrong and come to join you guys in support in in south africa personally i have not seen that because Unfortunately, the amount of hate that is growing in South Africa because of the ANC ruling party and Cyril Ramaphosa, who stand up and sing these songs and talk about these racial things and make them hate a people, I've seen nobody turn, but I have had several thousands of good South African black people that have supported me, and I, I really, uh, I, I honor them because it's great to have them because we need them because I'm. Who else is standing up for them? Nobody is standing up for them. Nobody is standing up for the people in Zimbabwe. You know, where the Bernie Sanders and the Bloombergs now and all those and AOC and all these crazies, where are they now talking about, um, you know, they, they lie and say, oh, it's climate change in Zimbabwe. No, it's not. They expropriated the land without compensation violently, and now the people are starving. It's got nothing to do with a fake hoax climate change. Seriously. Anything else, Brian? Uh, no, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you, man. Let me get to Maze, who's actually my favorite caller, out of Dayton, Ohio. Maze, how are you doing? Someone, he's going to make it, keep America great again. What does he mean? What is, how is he trying to make it great? Okay, so, so for those who are listening on the podcast, my guest, Buffalo uh, Bartlett, Jason Bartlett, is wearing a Keep America Great hat, which is a how Donald Trump hat. And so what's your question? How is he going? I mean, what's his purpose of keeping? How is he supposed to keep America great again? Okay, so that is a great question. How am I going to keep America great? Do you know, first yeah. and foremost, uh, uh, by keeping the country great is keeping the country safe. By me being able to walk for, uh, 1,557 miles with an American flag uh, that I carry along with me and the president of the United States' hat, um, and people should be honoring that, not flipping me the middle what, finger what, what, and, and swearing at me. But what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to establish that the Americans can see that socialism and communism is going to be the downfall of this country because I come from a socialist and communist country where they lie and portray that it's going to be working. But it's just going to run run the country dry of money. The rich uh, people that say uh, they don't agree with billionaires, they're going to get wealthy, wealthy on power because they're going to be power mongering and everybody thinks they're going to thrive. They, and it's not true. It is a lie because people just want to spread so, the money. Yeah. So no, that's enough. Because I like to be quick and finish and get what I got. So James says that <laughs> he was telling you about uh, the land that they're taking from you and it shouldn't be done. Tell him to ask, about, ask the Native Americans, why do they have America in court today? 
because they had a treaty, and they were not abiding by it. And the land that you're walking on now belongs to Native Americans. Not Caucasian people. It doesn't belong to people, Native Americans. Native Americans. And, and I want you We're to Native like Americans, Mace. So, so what I want you to do is do some research on the Red Summer. Red and you'll summer. see what black people did for this country, soldiers, and what they got treated after they came back for fighting for this country. You don't understand, but you want to use God as a crutch. With the Bible, an African guy told me that was telling me about the Bible and this and that. I said, no, it's not about the Bible. It's about God's commandment that he left on this earth. In this world, everybody feel about that. So if you're not bad about no those, you got something else on your mind. It's not about Caucasian. It's about how God loves all children. All right. And yes, and, and, and the he, he does love ahead, all children, yes. That's why he loves all children. All children should be watching out from the evilness. And I'm listening to all of these things that you're naming, and all this is it's heathenness, and it's evil. There's it, nothing good it's about evil the what, that you Yeah, Maze, Maze, it's evil what the blacks are doing to the whites, right? No, it's white. It's not about what the blacks are doing to the white because you don't see no black people running this country. They're, you don't see they're running South revolution. Africa. You they're running South Africa into the ground race. Mace. No, James. Yes. You don't see no black yes, people Mace. working with the Russians. You don't see the, the, no black people working oh, with gosh. the Jews. <laughs> Who are you looking at? Who are you looking at working with them? We, they just got to sit back on the side nine and look. All right. Thank you, Maze. Appreciate so it. have a good one. All right. You too. You want you, any response, any more response to her? <laughs> Uh, no, people dance around in their shame. I've got no response for her. I okay. mean, she obviously doesn't know anything what she's talking about, unfortunately. Let me go to Irving out of UK, and then I have another caller, uh, Chris. Hang on, Chris. Irving, first-time caller out of the UK. What's up, Irving? Stay close Hello. to your phone. Hi, how are you? Fine, thank you. Hey, can you hear me? Yep. Yes, go. Uh, how are you guys? Uh, my name is Irving. I come from the United Kingdom, and I actually I came from Zimbabwe, and uh, we're just north of uh, South Africa. For those that don't understand uh, geography quite well, um, we have had we have had a tumultuous uh, you know time in my country, and we're still have, going through this. Hello. Yeah. Yes. Yes, we are going through we are going through this uh, very very bad economic situation, uh, which started with. Uh, uh, you know, uh, the white people, uh, the farmers, particularly, you know, uh, getting the, uh, uh, you know, they were actually killed. You know, these guys were killed. And uh, it created such, uh, you know, everything just went downhill, basically. You know, uh, it seems as if, you know, you know, our government has blood on its hands, and he doesn't want to admit it. Mm. You know, and now you have white farmers. You know, they're calling white farmers to come back to the country. You see, and yeah, I've seen that. I'm not sure if they, if these guys are really, uh, are, you know, they are going to be you know protected at all because these farm invasions they're still happening. You see, and when I look at the situation in South Africa. It's one of the worst things that I'm saying. Uh, you know, we, we, we always, we've always, for me, you know, I'm black, so we have always seen black South Africans as very um, violent people, okay? Uh, well, that's not, that's not to send prejudices, you know, and say, but it's something that we always saw because of the high crime rate over there, even right. though it's sort of like a second, uh, a first class, what is it, first world country, right? And, now it seems like the you know South Africa is copying the same model of Zimbabwe without any policy, without undertaking any policy to give 
so-called, in quotation, those black, you know, those black people who want land. You know, there's no policy whatsoever. And they did the same thing in Zimbabwe, and it caused, it has caused mayhem that is so unprecedented. You see, so when I see a lot of white people out there and they're fighting things um, such as, you know, this, this gay agenda that is happening, this liberal agendas that are happening in the world, you know, I can see evil creeping into the world. And in Africa, it's it's always been there, but I think they've, they've always shrouded it, saying, you know, you know, black people are suffering, they're going through whatever they're going through, and they want to catch up later on. But, uh, you know, from what I've seen from most African countries and black leaders, you know, they really cannot, they, what can I say, they, they really can they really cannot stand up for their people, basically, and they cannot stand up for good things. You know, like Jesse says, and you guys always say, and I've come to realize that, you know, coming to understand God, that there's only good versus evil. There is no longer this isms that come into play, racism, racism, you know, gayism, or whatever ism you can, you know, try to shroud it. It, it, does, it just doesn't exist. It's always evil versus bad. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Evil versus wow. good, sorry. And, uh, yeah, go for it. Go for yeah, it. So Buffalo. this is what I have. So you know, so that is an absolutely incredible outlook. And thank you so much for calling in and just expressing real concern and real truth. Because um, as you are Zimbabwean, I've got a lot of Zimbabwean family who were chased out. Uh, we were going to inherit a farm, but because of the skin color, we couldn't inherit the farm. Uh, a lot of them were shot at. A lot of them were raped. A lot of them were killed. And because uh, of the expropriation without compensation. And South Africa has learned nothing. And they refuse to learn anything because they, like you said yourself, South Africans are viewed as very violent people. And um, the, the black people in South Africa are extremely violent. That's why they're necklace people. That's why there's 60 murders every day, that, and only like 54% of the murders are reported. That's why every 36 seconds a woman is raped. I mean, we've got the highest rape uh, amount in the world. We've got the highest infant rape in the world. And they, they're not interested in unity. Not once do they speak about unity. They talk about how they're going to take, and they're going to, they take pride in keeping everybody uh, on welfare and encouraging them to make children and they'll give them more money so that they can maintain um, uh, maintain the poverty level so that they can easily bribe them to vote for them. And it's incredible what you said. Thank you so much for calling in. It's so nice to see a Zimbabwean because where are the people in America and the world standing up for the people in Zimbabwe now? Because if they stand up, then they have to admit that those people were racist against a small white minority of farmers, which was known as the breadbasket of Africa. And Zimbabweans, mm. I know I've got a very strong passion for Zimbabwean black people because they are such beautiful people. They're knowledgeable, they're well-educated, and they're not hateful like the South Africans. So thank you so much for calling in, man. It's so good to have good, honest people expressing real and true emotion. You've seen your country just dilapidated and famine-stricken and full of awful things happening. And nobody says anything, even um, Pompeo that now getting involved. This is a great sign for us because we need to stop it happening in South Africa because they, South Africa is going to suffer from a massive famine. There's way more people there than there are in Zimbabwe because they're coming over the border from Zimbabwe. And I don't blame them because they're promising everything for free in South Africa. But the, the violence against the 
Nigerians, against the Zimbabweans, against the Malawans, against the Mozambicans, everything. Uh, the blacks in South Africa are extremely violent because they are they just want everything for free and their, their violence are incited from the government itself. So the governments are known as the ANC and then the third biggest ruling party, yeah, the EFF, they are literally causing division on purpose to establish a war zone, which we are currently living in, and they are not ceasing, and they are continuously going after it and making everybody more racist than they ever were. It's a thousand times worse than apartheid ever was, and they're making their own people as well as all the minorities suffer and torturing them physically, mentally, and emotionally. You know, man, this this lie of, of racism has been used almost exclusively against whites, and it is a distraction um, from the reality of the evil within, because they are the same, their ugly judgment against the so-called racist is the very thing that they're accusing the so-called racist of being. And they don't realize that they're guilty of what they're accusing you of. If you have a couple of minutes, uh, I'm, I want to get to one last caller. Chris from Los Angeles. Chris, the vet, he's a veteran. Thank you for calling, Chris. Hey, what's up, James? Hey. So, uh, I don't know, do you have a question for me? It sounded like you were going to ask me something, but I, I No, just, no, I, you, it sounded like you were, you, you wanted to, you wanted a, you had a question or a comment well, for... Yeah, so I want to say, I, I forget your, the name of your guest, J I apologize. Jason, well, it's Jason Bartlett, Buffalo Bartlett. Oh, no, okay, nice to meet you, Jason. Uh, so, yeah, first of all, I just want to say... That uh, you know, I agree with you that evil is evil. But, you know, it doesn't. There's no defining line as far as race or anything like that. It's just it's, you're either evil or you're good, or you stand for righteousness. You know, mm -hmm. but uh, I do want to ask you a couple of questions, and I'm just playing devil's advocate here. But so you know, these are some of the questions that I hear from people that immigrate to the United States, or you know, that are trying to escape poverty or oppression or anything like that typically from Latin America or South America, but it's, you know, why don't you go back and fix your country? Why are you coming over here complaining? You should just be happy that you're here and, you know, don't say anything. Just go along and be grateful. Or, or go back to the Netherlands or whatever, you know, if you have a problem with it. Any, any response, Jason? Oh, sorry. Yes, I, um, I thought it was still continuing there. Well, first of all, thank you for your service. Sir. I appreciate it. So, um, uh, you know, a lot of people say, okay, well, then go back to Netherlands or go back to England or go anywhere, you know, just we can't. We're not allowed anywhere because if anybody accepts us, then that country has to admit that black people can be racist towards white people. And it's they've made it the racist. We haven't made it racist, especially myself and my generation. We haven't made it racist. We're trying to unify the country. We're trying to, like, I'm standing up and saying, I've got nowhere to go. I'm yeah, willing to say, I want to be a refugee in the United States. I'm willing to support your law. I'm willing to take my hat off when... Um, the president walks past or a veteran walks past. I'm willing to add to your constitution, support your constitution and support your taxes and support your whole country or infrastructure. I'm willing to work um, 
my whole life just to feed your the American people because we've got nowhere to go. We're not allowed anywhere. It's a massive yearly process just to get a visa for most countries. So we can't go back to the Netherlands. We can't go back to England. We can't go back to France. We can't go back to Germany. We are not welcome because of the basis and the color of our skin. That's, a, that's the answer to that, sir. All right. Well, uh, I just wanted to see, because, you know, when, when it comes to, you know, according to Hake here, you know, uh, you know, when you come here, you're supposed to just get on board and, sh- and shut up and you're not allowed to have anything. But, you know, when, when it seems to me, and I know it's not like this all across the board, but when you're white, you know, it's like, all right, man, come on in, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll take care of you, you know, and we're, you say you want to be American, you want to, you want to take part and you want to be, you want to assimilate and be a, a real American, come on in. But when you're brown, it's like, and you still do that and you assimilate and you, just like you're saying, you, you know, you don't have really any other option but to come here and you still make that attempt to become an American. And I know there's a lot of bad apples, but anyway, when you do that, it's like, you're still less of an American. You get treated like, you're still kind of stuck in class, and that you should just be grateful that you're even here. That you know you're not you're that you're you're not really a true American. Like you're just an American because we're allowing you to be. But when you're white, it's it's not really like that. It's like come on in and you know join join the party. So uh, I think there's a you know I, 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 like I said, I sympathize for you and and what's happening in South Africa, and it really doesn't matter who's doing what. It's evil is evil, and I stand against evil. But I just wanted to make a contrast there uh, it really wasn't my original question but i had to stay on topic so and like i said i was just playing devil's advocate so that's all i really got to say hey i appreciate it uh, chris you have a response yeah I'll, I'll, yeah hang on hang on here do you have any response for that um there is a lot of um di- did you catch what he was saying regard to with yes regard to so the, yeah go for it so uh, what he's saying is basically uh, that America is, you know, when you accept it as a white person to become an American citizen, you just, you know, you're a normal uh, a citizen and brown people or black people are not. I, I completely disagree with that because I know several South Africans who still have an accent and live here and have been living here for the last 30 years and they're not uh, welcomed in all groups. Uh, and I can tell this personally, if you can hear it, I've got an accent as well. Walking from Texas all the way to the White House, yes, they might look at you and see you white. You're probably an American because you're carrying an American flag. But once they stop and talk to you, they realize that you're a foreigner. But the reason they welcome you is because they understand what's happening in South Africa. More and more people, and good, there is good and there is evil. But if a, um, if a white person stands up and says something is evil, and it is evil, then we should be supporting them as well. We don't have to be ashamed for being the color of our skin. Why must we say, okay, well, you know, we support we support good and we're against evil and you're righteous, that's fine, but we're not willing to talk about it. We should be comfortable saying, hey, yeah, they're ugly to us. And uh, it was the same as, was Hitler ugly to the Jews? Yes, he was atrocious to the Jews. We can talk about that. So why can't we talk about black people being murderous and killing towards white people? And um, I've, I'm never going to be uh, accepted as a true American because I've got an accent. My mind is different. It works different to yours. It works different to Jesse's. It works differently. I've been raised in a different culture. I've been raised in a loving culture. It's not a hateful culture, but it is different. We've got different worldviews, and there's nothing wrong with that. But my worldview is not 
of necklacing people with tires and murdering people and torturing people and killing people. So the fact that uh, you state that I will just come into America and be accepted as an American, as a first-class citizen, that's not true. That's very far from the truth because you can go to Miami uh, or Florida area and there's many South Africans there. And um, you go and join up and you chat to them. They are still South African, even though they've got American citizenship. It's like saying, for example, the Polish and the Irish, are they Americans now? Uh, or are they of Irish heritage. They're of Irish heritage and Polish heritage and Italian heritage. So I completely disagree with you what he's got to say there. But I do admit that we have to be able to be feel comfortable to talk about uh, violence and hatefulness from everywhere, because it's not fair that you can just say, oh, the, the whites were horrible to the blacks during the apartheid. What about the murders and this over almost 100,000 murders in the last 25 years in South Africa against white people? What about those people? Do they not have a say? Do they, are they getting what they deserve? I mean, that's, that's atrocious. And then people should be ashamed of themselves and they should stand up for good and they should put their money where their mouth is or at least their determination and be proud to talk about it and say, hey, no, I don't mind talking about this because it's the truth and it is good. On before I before you respond, Chris, if you have any response, blessed and praying on Periscope says, America accepts you because you support and accept America. Most blacks and brown don't accept America, the you the USA. Anyways, Chris, go. You have any response to that? That's that's all I got. Hey, uh, thank you, man. So we can yeah. I'll Let's talk again. Hear me out. All right. all right, we'll talk soon. All, all right, right, bye. Take care. I'm going to get to the rest of the calls, but first, let me finish up with Jason Bartlett. At Buffalo Bartlett on Twitter and his website, BoerExtinction.org, B-O-E-R, Extinction.org. Anything else, uh, Buffalo Bartlett? You know, um, first and foremost, I just want to say thank you for the American people. Um, you, you guys have been overwhelmingly supportive, uh, open arms. I'm almost, I've walked 850 miles in total now, and I'm almost about to enter the city of Nashville, and it's just opened its arms. I've got interviews all over the place. People have offered me place to stay. They've offered me money. They've donated on my website, booextinction.org. And uh, I just say it's time for Christians to unite and uh, Christians of all color. Uh, I don't mind what color you are. I'm a loving person and I'm standing up for the Americans as well as the South Africans because we need to stand against this evil agenda known as socialism and communism because the year 2020 is where we decide, are we going to stay with Donald Trump uh, President Donald Trump, or are we going to be a communist and socialist country? That's how far it's got, and that's where we are. We've warned people, it's knocking on the door, it's knocking on the door, and lo and behold, I think it's 256 days' time, we will have to answer that call and decide, are we going to be a beautiful country that we can keep Christian and we can keep it great and people can thrive, or do we want a country based on lies and corruption that's going to dissolve into the state South Africa has dissolved because it is going to happen and it will happen if we do not fight against it. So I ask all the American Christians and great Americans out there to stand and unite with me in prayer and stand up and unite with me and let's go against socialism, against communism and stand up for Christ. I have two last questions that I forgot to ask you. I've got some text messages. Um, is it safe to visit South Africa right now? 
I would say it is safe, but I would, uh, it's safe to visit, but I would go uh, very well planned. I wouldn't go there as a little backpacker going on your own discovery to find yourself, because what you will find, you will find hatred and murder. And know if you're black or white, because if you're a black person and you go to the United States, uh, to South Africa from the United States, and you've got your American accent, you are an open target for the mm -hmm. black people there. They will hate you because they are very xenophobic in South Africa. Um, as well as if you're a white person, and you're wearing jewelry, don't wear jewelry, don't go out after five or six o'clock at night, make sure you bar barricade yourself up. Um, don't, you know, wear a camera over, uh, you know, hanging out so you can see it mm -hmm. and rather stick to the tours. You know, the people that charge you five times the amount the actual thing costs, rather pay five times the amount so that you can actually get somewhere safely. But if you're looking to do it as a honeymoon, be very careful. Um, I really do admit you have to be extremely cautious and extremely careful. The rape, every 36 um, seconds, a woman is raped in South Africa. And, um, you know, it's, it's atrocious and and it's very, very violent. 60 people are murdered every day. Uh, it's in a terrible state. So I would probably head to a different country for the next few years, to be honest. You know, I've seen the murder rates of South Africa and I've compared them to like the murder rates in our in some of our worst cities. And they're countrywide, nationwide. Over in South Africa, the murder rate is as bad as practically any of our cities. That's crazy. Um, yeah. You know... I've heard you say, and I've heard other people say, that America gives $510 million, more than a half billion dollars, to South Africa every year. And um, I'm getting the, a question from actually my de facto producer, um, Dylan. What has the president, President Trump, done to help you guys solve this problem? Okay, so he hasn't done a major drastic thing yet because when he tweeted about it, he was automatically shut down by the uh, leftist media, the Marxist media right. here in America, as well as the, the government in South Africa retaliated and said, like, uh, Donald Trump must get lost. We will take the land like we want. Uh, he must keep his America. We will keep our South Africa. But then it's fine. Then Donald Trump must also keep his 500 uh, odd million dollars that he sends there every year. And he's also threatened to break a trade agreement with South Africa now because he's going to stand up against them. And I think this is going to be a wonderful year for South Africa and President Donald Trump standing up for them because he's a bold enough Christian. He's a bold enough man to stand up and say, these people need preferential asylum. They are the real refugees. Their cases need to be expedited. And they, the Boer people and the white people in South Africa need an immediate action plan. Well, I hope that it happens. I hope it all works out. I, it would be awesome to see you in the White House with President Trump having a meeting in the Oval Office there. We'll see what happens, though, man. Um, Most certainly. Yeah. Any last things? We, we got to wrap up. I have to get to my last calls and hang up with you. And no, I understand completely. No, let's, we can wrap it up there. Just may God's peace be with you. And thank you for all the support. And thank you for all the new support coming in, as well as the donations on the website. I really appreciate it. And may we keep this, uh, this great country great. And may we keep it Christian. And we, may we support our president of the United States here proudly. God it's, bless you all. You as well. It's been great talking with you. Thank you, Jason Bartlett. At Buffalo Bye -bye. Bartlett on Twitter and Boer Extinction. .org, B-O-E-R, extinction.org. Let me get to my callers. Bobby out of Nashville, been on hold for quite some time. Bobby out of Nashville, what's up? 
Hey, Hake. I'm wondering if uh, I know you watch the kill stream with Ethan Ralph yeah. on Live. I'm wondering if you're going to uh, call in tonight. It's going to be a pretty good show. Nick Fuentes is going to be on. Right on. Thank you for the tip. Yeah, I'm, yeah I may uh-huh. do that. I, I, I have never called in via Discord to any show in the past, so I don't... I Maybe it would be my first time. <laughs> but I yeah. I appreciate the tip. I'll be checking it out. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it's going to be pretty fiery because, uh, I don't know, some of those guys are into the whole, like, cat boy thing. And, oh. uh, and I don't know. I, I feel like it's going to be pretty funny. It'd be cool to um, have your input on that. You know, I don't know much about the the cat boy theme thing. I've heard somebody bring it up on um, when I was when I interviewed Richard Spencer um, a few weeks ago, but and then I heard something else. But I don't know much about that. But um, all right, yeah, it should be some interesting drama. I wasn't aware. I know that Nick Fuentes got flack for something, and he was accused of all kinds of weird things. So, appreciate that, man. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be pretty funny. Cool. Thanks, man. Yeah, thank you, Bobby. Appreciate you holding. Take care. All right. Rick out of Hampton, Virginia. What's up, Rick? Thank you for holding. Brother James, what's up, my brother? Much love to you and the crew, man. Thank you, But anyway, happy Friday to you. You as well. You as well. You know, the question I got, I don't... It's like when liberals think they they can't... Even the men, they can't logically think. We was having a discussion today with Bloomberg. You know how um, Bernie Sanders said, um, "Well, you're rich not only because you worked hard, but what other people done for you." But yeah. then I like said, "Well, he paid them people to do a do a job. Exactly. He paid them a fair wage." Yep. I said, "So how is he wrong about that?" Bernie Sanders. All these young people are chasing him for because they think he going They think Bernie Sanders will miraculously make their college debt disappear. That's the only reason why they're chasing him. Yeah, they're believe. brainwashed. Yep. Yeah, and then and another thing too is talking about World War Two. You, you remember when the U.S. Um, sort of quarantined the Japanese? Yeah, yeah, I remember I that. I said, I said I would have done the same thing too. I <laughs> nice. said because they already deceived us. You right. see what I mean? They have the face they already of the deceived enemy. Us. And just <laughs> not that I was trying to harm them, but right. I just wanted I just didn't want to take any chances of them relating anything back to Japan. Yeah, I mean that's what we should be doing with this. Um, the evil, uh, the coronavirus thing. But no, we're too politically correct. We don't want to be racist. It's pathetic. You know, what is going on? Is that, a, is that virus a flu or something? I don't know. I don't know if it's overblown or if it's true or if it's underblown. But I just want people to be smart and tough. And uh, it seems like most people in America and around the world, honestly, are neither. So it's crazy. So what do you think about the coronavirus? What do you think should what do you think should be done there, James? Just be careful. Just watch watch your back. Don't go around any people that are. I mean, maybe stay out of public places. I don't know. Yeah, I don't wow. know. Yeah, but Man, I do. I mean, I basically trust Trump to work towards doing right to, by America. In, on that note, but and everybody else, I, I don't. <laughs> Including most of his, you know, the funny thing, man. President Trump has almost eliminated all these people that was not trading fairly and got them trading fairly, and you ain't heard not one ounce of news about um about him making these good trade deals. Right. 
Yeah, because they don't want the truth. The, they don't right. want the truth that Trump is doing right by, um, by America. They hate America, honestly. The media, they think they mm -hmm. care about it, but they, they don't. They're, they're phony. Anyways, Rick. Yeah, yeah. Oh, can I say one little thing, James? Yeah, go for go? it. Yeah, go for it. You know, uh, one, you know how everybody always, it, it, you can act any liberal, they can tell you Trump is that, Trump is that. But I, start, I turned the question around. I started saying, then why should I vote for your guy? And half of them can't yeah. give you a good reason to vote for their guy. That's true. Good point, so man. So that's what I start to do is start fighting them about Trump. Because you, you're not going to win. They're going to find every little doo they can co complain about Trump. Then I just turn it around. Well, tell me why I should vote for your guy. Yeah. And that's what I do. And my half, they can't tell you know what he stands for half the time. But anyway, Jay, love you, brother. Have a great, wonderful weekend. Thank you, Rick. You as well. Take care. So, Jimmy DM gave a ninja guinea. Thank you, Jimmy DM. Said, great show, James. Thanks for exposing the hatred with truth. No racism, quote unquote. It's just hatred. And actually, most of the time, when something is called ra racist, it's actually just somebody just telling the truth. So oftentimes, what's called racist is either love or is just telling the honesty. And so honesty and real love is um, attacked. That's why Jesse Lee Peterson is being called hateful and hate speech and stuff like that. And by the way, um, about Blessed and Praying on Periscope, Blessed and Praying had said what I read to in response to Chris and uh, Buffalo Bartlett. America accepts you because you support and accept America. Most blacks and brown don't accept the USA. Blacks and brown, he's, he, he goes on to say, or I don't know, he or she, goes on to say blacks and brown want to change America, come for free money and services. You know, that's, that's true. They end up anti-white, socialist, and identifying with their blackness or brownness. Brownity. <laughs> Mexicanity. Anyways, I have a little bit of news to read to you guys before, um, before we wrap up. Trump, I told you guys in Hake News the other week that, what's his name, Brad Pitt, had said some, so he said some smart remark, right? He said they, t he, he won an Oscar for the first time in his life, right? And he said, they told me I only have 45 seconds up here for his uh, acceptance speech, which is 45 seconds more than the Senate gave John Bolton last week. That was when the Senate acquitted Trump without calling John Bolton as a so-called witness. And he said, I'm thinking Quentin, as in Quentin Tarantino, liberal guy, dumb guy, does a movie about it. In the end, the adults do the right thing. And I was like, dumb. Well, Trump responded yesterday at the ceremony. I mean, not the ceremony. The speech in Colorado Springs. He said, then you have Brad Pitt. I was never a big fan of his. He got up, said a little wise guy statement. Wise guy statement. That's an exact description of, of what that is. Trump's good at characterizing people. Very nice. So, guys, Trump rally at noon. The Fallen State is out today with Stacey Mitchell, the Pan-African expert. Very nice. She black. And Church with Jesse Lee Peterson Sunday at 11. My show Sunday at 9 on my channel. Follow my channel, The Hake Report, or just Hake on YouTube. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. And we'll see you Sunday. <laughs>